0: be in Proverbs 8 today. While the words will be up on the PowerPoint, I do encourage you to open your Bibles because the lectionary has us study in two different sections and what's left out might be something that you might be interested in. Our passage today is about wisdom. Wisdom is a subject of great relevance for us in our lives. Wisdom is that place between knowledge and understanding And the capability to make good choices. Dr. Tremper Longman from Westmont says, Wisdom is knowing how to navigate life well. Sometimes we know wisdom by what it is not. But it can also stand out as a neon sign on a busy and chaotic road. The book of Proverbs was written so that the people of God would have instruction for what it means to have a good life on earth, that they would live in righteousness and with humility before their creator. Today we're gonna read what the lectionary has us focus on and I'll talk for just a minute about it. And then we've asked four people to come and share their thoughts from the passage so we might be encouraged by the Lord so that we might benefit from collective wisdom and uh, just hear what it is that the Lord would have to say to us through these verses today. Then I'll come up and close out our time. Proverbs 8, starting with verse 1, 1 through 4. Does not wisdom call and understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my, cr- and my cry is to all who live. Verse 22. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped. Before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bits of soil, When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him, like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, playing before him always, playing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the human race. In these verses, we see that wisdom is personified as female. This is metaphorical language, and we enter into the creative license that King Solomon took. In the first four verses, we see how wisdom calls out to people, wisdom pleads with them from lofty places, from the regular path, from the fork in the road, wherever there is an entrance, a gate to a new place. Wisdom makes herself known. Why? So that those who hear might hear, truly hear, and follow her ways. What is so evident about these opening words is how accessible wisdom is. In fact, she is all over the place, putting herself in front of humans, eager to be utilized and used for instruction and edification. Wisdom is not silent. Wisdom speaks her mind in the middle of human commerce and ordinary daily life. Everybody knows the existence of wisdom and her purpose. Not that everyone listens, but she is obvious about her constant presence. She is everywhere and wants to be known. The second set of verses are all about the relationship between the Lord and wisdom. Here we see that wisdom was created by God early on, before the earth was formed. It's interesting to listen how wisdom talks about the process of creation from her own vantage point. We know that God is perfect and inhabits all wisdom. But here, wisdom is portrayed as a separate entity from the Lord. Almost with her own job to do. Wisdom is present at creation. And these words are consistent with Genesis and Job. And both the expanse of the heavens and the earth. And also the boundaries that God gives to the world that he has made. Wisdom is Everywhere in creation, and the universe shows astounding wisdom in how it is obedient to the Lord's voice. What is curious is how wisdom is portrayed in verse 30. Wisdom says that she was God's daily delight, playing before Him always, playing in His inhabited world, delighting in the human race. Do you think about wisdom as playful? We should. God delights to give us wisdom. God created the world with great joy so that we would know that we have been especially made with him in mind. God made the universe with the underpinnings of wisdom which we are to find and integrate into our play and to our creative process. God takes delight in how it is that we know him and seek him and choose to live in his ways. God gives and gives so that we might know wisdom, so that we would listen and find him. So we're going to hear briefly now from four people, Phil Genthart, Delaney Savak, Isaac Garrett, and Lauren Peterson. I've asked them just to share a little bit about how wisdom, what wisdom is to them, maybe even through this passage. I'm not going to introduce them. They're just going to come up one after the other. And uh, we'll hear what the Lord has to say to us.
1: So, hello, my name is Phil Ginhart, and at this point I've been at this church for about 40 years, so I just want to welcome all of you. When Pastor Colleen asked me to, to uh, a few days ago to speak to you this morning about wisdom and what it means to me, I had to stop and think, what do I really know about wisdom? So through my Google search, I found that the word wisdom is mentioned 222 times in the Hebrew Bible. It was regarded as one of the highest virtues among the Israelites, along with kindness and justice. So again, I said to myself, what do I know about wisdom? So here's what I know to be true about wisdom for me. Wisdom is a gift and a blessing from God. God blesses us with his wisdom in order for us to glorify him and use the knowledge we have to, of him. <clears throat> to use the knowledge we have of him. Wisdom is a character trait that God desires for each one of us to have. Wisdom is not something we are born with. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Wisdom also comes from godly people whom I, who I trust. I have been blessed throughout my life by many people who had or have great wisdom and taught me a multitude of things that would be considered wise. And with it being Father's Day, I would be amiss this morning not to mention my own dad. Dad was a wise man, and he taught me many numerous valuable life lessons. Wisdom has taught me that if I am too busy, often the first thing I cut out of my life is my time with God and listening for what he needs me to hear. When I am too busy, I miss out on opportunities to be with God and to glorify him. Wisdom has shown me that in my life with God, there are no coincidences. Just two weeks ago, I picked up a book from our foyer right here began to read it. It's by Charles Stanley. The title of the book is Walking Wisely. One quick line from that book says, we can choose to walk wisely with God or we can choose to walk foolishly on our own. Wisdom has taught me to find joy in the Lord. In the world we live in today, I firmly believe that we can only truly be joyful when we put our full heart, faith, and trust in the Lord. According to the scriptures this morning, wisdom has been available to us since the beginning of time. Our response to God is to ask for it. Wisdom has helped me to learn to always look for the positive and or what is God trying to teach me. And it's not always easy. When our daughter Tammy was diagnosed with leukemia two years ago, there was no way I could find anything positive about that. Now, after seeing the witness for God she has been, her strong faith and her positive attitude, through it all, I can see positive also. The lesson for me in this was to always have faith and trust in God. In closing, I think the most important thing wisdom has taught me is that no matter how out of control this world seems, God is always, always in control, and he only wants the very best for each and every one of us.
2: There's a height difference. (laughs) I think it was under 12 feet, Phil. Hi, I'm Delaney Sabak, and I am the Pre-K Teacher and Assistant Director at Cliff Drive Care Center. So, like Phil, um, when Colleen asked if I would speak with you all today, I thought, all right, a few minutes, I can do that, no problem. But then the topic really sank in. Wisdom. Wisdom is such a vast subject, and a subject that can be interpreted, learned, observed, and understood in many ways. I had no idea where to start or what to share. And so what she read this morning, but I read in Proverbs 8, 1 through 3 in the Amplified Bible. Thank you, Miss Judy. Does not skillful and godly wisdom cry out and understanding raise her voice? On the top of the heights beside the way where the paths meet stands wisdom, skillful and godly. On the, oh, at the gates at the entrance of the town, at the coming at the door, she cries out. And I resonated with those three lines. And those three lines served the inspiration for what I wanna show with you all today. And so I started with asking, how do you gain wisdom? And for me, it's through different experiences throughout my life. Though after each experience, it seems the only wisdom I gain is realizing that I don't know or understand much about anything. <laughs> and, but it's that not knowing, that not understanding why God presented this experience to me, that motivates me to do what I do. See. When I don't understand something, I do a deep dive of prayer, research, self-reflection, observation, and most importantly, I have conversations with people in my village who I know are rooted in their faith to help me understand the lesson or reason behind a certain experience. And sometimes that takes years. And It's usually when I'm presented with another experience and I find myself having to draw from my past experiences. And it's then I start to understand his intentions. And that hasn't been truer than what I've encountered in these last couple of months. I had parents come to me in tears, filled with worry, seeking guidance on behaviors their child or teen were exhibiting or situations their families were facing. I had a child in my personal life receive devastating news in a traumatic way and she stopped speaking as a result of her grief and process. And I'm part of a medical team who had the impossible choice to decide which child had to receive the um, life-altering heart surgery that they both needed. So because of what I do for a living and the various positions God's put me in, I found myself having people from all walks of life coming to me seeking guidance and wisdom on topics I felt were not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a mom, I'm not a wife, and I'm not a doctor. I was lost, and the feeling of helplessness was overwhelming. And it took one conversation with someone in my village to help me realize I may not be any of those things. But I have been a patient. I am a child of divorce, and I am a child who's experienced life-altering trauma at a young age. So I can share my experiences and my understandings. I can share my empathy and my pain. God brought these people into my life for a reason and he used my past experiences to give me the wisdom and how to address my present ones. He intended for these people to share their vulnerability with me because he knew I could understand their pain and anguish because of the skillful and godly wisdom he poured out to me in my past experiences. I heard and listened as understanding raised her voice. Now that doesn't mean I know how they felt in their anguish and pain, but I could help them feel seen, heard, and not alone. Because when I was in that moment of vulnerability and anguish, all I needed was for someone to be there so I could feel seen and heard in my pain. Not for anyone to solve anything, but for someone to be there and feel with me, to be there as I sat and leaned into that hardship. And so when it comes to wisdom, God's blessed me with these experiences to help me understand and support the people that he brings into my life. Thank you guys.
3: I am Isaac Garrett, a long-time member of this church. I'm going to be very brief. I'm going to just say amen to what Pastor Colleen read and the other two speakers said. (laughs) I'm going to be referencing verses 5, 6, 11, and 14. Verse 5, O simple one, learn prudence, acquire intelligence, you who lack like it. Verse 6, I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. Why would scripture ask us to learn prudence? and require intelligence. I suggest God knows for us to be good stewards of the resources he will entrust with us with, we need to be prudent and use wisdom wisely and keep him at the forefront of all of our decisions. When we speak, we should speak the truth for what is right. As Christians, too often we have the opportunity to be effective in certain situations by representing God and speaking the truth, but we remain silent. God bless us with knowledge and other assets to be used for His glory and not our own. Verse 14, I have good advice and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. We acquire wisdom through many diverse sources and sometimes at a great price. Verse 11 says, for wisdom is better than jewels, and all you may desire cannot compare with her. So we have acquired a valuable asset. Now the question is, what are we going to do with this asset? Are we going to be selfish and use it exclusively for our benefit? Or are we going to use it for the glory of God? Which means we will need to speak, take action, and be silent if it's for God's glory. Wisdom to me is a reservoir of knowledge that have been gained over a given period of time through experiences, some pleasant, some not so pleasant, but it was a learning experience and it should be the foundation from which we live our lives and teach our kids. Thank you.
4: Hello, I'm Lauren Peterson, and I've been here at Free Methodist about a year and a half, I think now. As I was reflecting back on this passage, I got thinking about the places that I found wisdom in my own faith journeys and ways that God has uniquely spoken to me in different seasons. One of the things that I love about these verses is that they assume God is eager to offer wisdom to those who are willing to hear it. The call to listen, in verse 6, to hear instruction, in verse 33, and to watch and wait at the doors of wisdom, in verse 34, pushes against so much of the messaging to go out and manifest something or pray hard enough until you get clear answers. The challenge, then, is finding those places where we're best able to hear the voice of God, free from distractions, and listen to the wisdom He wants to offer us. In my own life, this is sometimes in places that are the classic Sunday school answers of reading the Bible or in church services, but two other places came to mind that have been really key for me in listening to God's wisdom. The first of these is through spending time in nature. I love that Proverbs 8, 22 through 31 places Lady Wisdom at the scene of creation. Like Phil, I was also doing a little Googling in preparation for this, and I came across a Bible project video that was talking about um, the personification of Lady Wisdom as God's wisdom. In it, they talked about the ways that God's wisdom is woven into the ordering of the world itself, and it's something that takes delight in an ordered universe and humanity. As we also join in God's wisdom, we also get to join in this act of bringing about order, beauty, and justice. When I spend time in nature, whether that be walking along a butterfly beach collecting rocks or gazing up at the stars in Yosemite, I find that I'm offered little reminders of the wisdom God has to offer. From the f- frosted pieces of sea glass on the shore, I'm reminded that some of the deepest beauty comes after long seasons of challenge and refining. From the tall redwood forests, I'm reminded of the importance of being deeply planted in a place in order to sustain life over time. From the colors of a summer sunset, I'm reminded that we serve a God who is full of creativity and has a knack for beauty. In these little ways, nature becomes a place where I can listen just a little bit better to the voice of God and draw these daily reminders of the wisdom he has to offer. The second place that came to mind for me is through people around me. If each of us is made in the image of God, image bearers of a God who is in himself the definition of wisdom, then it follows that each of us also carry wisdom from our own stories that can share for the encouragement of others. Even in this past year of being a Westmont grad and figuring out what it means to be a working professional in the world, I've leaned hard into the wisdom of the people who have many years of experience beyond me around me at this whole adulting thing. It's one of the reasons why I love this church community so, so dearly. The conversations and questions that so many of you have let me ask you have served as a wealth of encouragement in my own life and have helped as I make difficult decisions about what the future looks like. And I've gotten little tastes of God's wisdom and character that I would be entirely blind to if I was relying on my own life, guesswork, and intuition alone. So. May you also discover the unique ways God chooses to share wisdom with you. May you have ears to hear and open hearts to listen and receive, even if it comes from surprisingly ordinary places. Thank you.
0: As we close, listen to these words from 32 through uh, 36 of chapter 8. And now, my children, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways, hear instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it. Happy is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Wisdom continues to call to us, urging us to be humble, and asking what it is that she has to say. What a blessing to be able to have the Lord's understanding, to be able to keep the Lord's ways, to be diligent to what wisdom actually is. So this morning we ask ourselves, where is wisdom in our lives? How important is it to us? What role does it play? Where are we lacking? God will give generously to us. So let's take a few minutes in silence as we contemplate what the Spirit has said to us today. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.